Welcome to the Parkview Church Training Podcast, where we equip you to glorify God by making disciples of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to learn more about Parkview or give to our ministry, please visit parkviewchurch.org. So, this is Stuart. Stuart Chamberlain. Lane? How do I say it? Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Yeah. Wow, I've been saying it wrong for a long time. Oh, Thank no, it you. doesn't matter. I'm glad we reached this moment in our friendship where I figured out how to say your name. Uh, Stuart, I was wondering if you would share with us how you became a Christian. And I have a bit of a dramatic story. Yeah. Uh, well, I always believed in God. Uh-huh. Um, and as a child, I used to pray, uh, but I was by no means a Christian. Mm-hmm. And as I entered teenage years, I more or less forgot all about it. I'd still pray, mm-hmm. I guess, more out of the universe uh, or image of God I'd created in my mind. Yeah. Um, and when I was 23, I was uh, mountaineering mm-hmm. and had an accident. Uh, There's three of us and we fell 1,200 feet. Wow. And uh, during the fall, I had enough time to think about things, friends, mm-hmm. family. Uh, but one of the biggest thoughts or things going through my body or mind at the time was absolute dread and fear wow. about what was next because I was 100% certain I was going to die. Mm. And uh, But as it happens, I survived. So did the other two guys I was with. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, I, I suppose before that, I thought I was pretty invincible. Uh-huh. But I knew I'd been more than lucky to have survived that. So I decided I needed to find out what was next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to think of it now as um, being on my deathbed mm-hmm. and probably feeling what a lot of non-Christians might feel on a deathbed. Mm-hmm. But I was given another chance to yeah. to find out. So I almost put it out to the universe and I just said, uh, God, if you're real, uh, just make yourself known to me. I want to know yeah. what's next. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, with the help of uh, a Christian uncle of mine and a cousin as well, mm-hmm. and uh, a few chance encounters over the course of about six months, yeah. uh, God revealed himself to me mm-hmm. um, and uh, revealed to me that Jesus Christ was who he said he was and that uh, I was a filthy sinner mm. um, and that if I was going to die, if I died on that mountain, I would have gone to hell quite rightly. Mm. Um, and... With more conversations with my, uh, especially with my cousin and my uncle, uh, I came to realize that if I wanted to have eternal life, uh, if I didn't want to go to hell, I was going to have to repent mm-hmm. and put my trust in Jesus. Yeah. And uh, the funny thing is, I kind of came to a knowledge of that, and I believed that Jesus was who he was, uh, and I still didn't quite come to him just then, because uh-huh. I was very much enjoying a life of... Uh, women and alcohol and yeah. just the debaucherous things that an active 23-year-old mm-hmm. enjoys and gets up to. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it all came to a head. Uh, one day I was laying in bed and uh, I uh, had an image in my mind's eye as I was laying in bed. Mm-hmm. And on one side I could quite clearly see uh, an image of sorts of Jesus. And on the other side uh, was basically my life as it was. Uh, women was probably my main stumbling block. And uh, I kind of, I knew I had a choice to make. And in my mind's eye, I looked towards the Lord. And uh, I would say that's probably the moment I was born again. Wow. Uh, but leading up to that, there's some quite nice coincidences. So yeah. that was probably in the June or July of 2014. Uh, but in the April uh, at Easter, I remember it was Easter Sunday. 
and my Christian uncle was coming down to visit with me and my parents. Uh-huh. And I had this overwhelming desire to go to church. And I'd been feeling it for quite a while. And I felt it up to the point of when I became a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, it's just the Lord calling me. And uh, it's just desperate to go to the church. Had that kind of fear of missing out syndrome yeah. I used to get when I didn't go to a party or something. Uh-huh. And um, my uncle came down. And uh, just right before they were leaving, and they lived 50 miles away, my uncle said, oh, Stuart, did you want to come to church with us tonight? Uh-huh. It's not just round the corner, it's 50 miles through London yeah. traffic. I said, yes. <laughs> uh, so I went, um, and th- that was just a nice little uh, coincidence. Not yeah. coincidence, uh, God's timing. And then a couple of years later, at my cousin's wedding, I asked my uncle about that, and he said that um, as him and my auntie were driving to my parents, they both felt God very strongly mm. putting on their hearts to uh, ask me to church that day. Yeah. Um, and that's how I became a Christian. Wow. What an awesome story! <laughs> I remember, uh, I remember when one of the first times we talked, you you were telling me about that mountaineering accident and how, you know, you because how you, you correct me on how this works, but sort of you're basically attached to each other. Yeah. Okay, so, so there's three. So of it's you called uh, alpine style. Yeah. So we are roped together, but very occasionally you'd rope yourself to the mountain, but yeah. generally you're not. And so uh, we were climbing down a gully on the. Uh, the south face, or it was a southern ridge of, um, uh, I've forgotten the name of the mountain. Doesn't matter. It's okay. in the Alps. <laughs> and uh, we were down climbing, and I was on the bottom of the rope climbing down first. Then there was a guy in the middle who was actually the client of a friend of mine who was at the top. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sun had kind of come around the slope, sorry, come around the gully, which um, was sheet ice with rocks in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it started melting stones out of stones and rocks out of the ice. Yeah. So they were kind of raining on us a little bit. And uh, I just took a break and I was holding on to a rock with my feet in the ice. Yeah. I looked up and I saw uh, the client starting to slide down the ice. Uh-huh. I thought, oh no, but it's okay because uh, my friend is uh, quite well known in the mountaineering world. Yeah. I thought if anyone's going to be able to arrest this fool, is the yeah. word you use, it, uh-huh. it'll be him. And uh, he didn't. He got plucked off as well. Wow. <laughs> so they fell past So they're me. both sort of sliding down or falling down the side of a S- mountain. Sliding down yeah. towards me. And then I kind of looked down to my left, and it was just a sheer drop. Yeah. And uh, over a precipice that I couldn't even see yeah. how far down it went. And uh, the rope kind of got slack as it got towards me. And I looked down at my harness and where the rope was attached. Yeah. My first thought was, am I going to be able to untie this in time? Yeah. <laughs> and there, there was no way. Yeah. So I held on to the rock. They went past me into the abyss. Wow. And uh, I felt the rope go tight. So I tried holding on. How long did you have at that? Seemed like a long time, but seconds, yeah. a few seconds. Yeah. And, uh, and you're just watching this thing unspool. Yeah. And then yeah. finally. And, and I, what's going through your head at that moment? Very specific memory. I was thinking, why did I do this? Why did I come up here? Yeah. It's like a project in vanity. You know, yeah. what is the point in this? I'm going to die for this. Yeah. It's not worth dying for. Yeah. And, uh, and I, even then I thought, that's it, I'm dead. Yeah. But uh, I felt the rope go tight and I still held on to the rock with all the adrenaline. And yeah. for a second or two, I thought I'd managed to somehow hold them, but it was yeah. actually the rope stretching. Yeah. And then it just pinged me off, and it was a beautiful uh, blue sky, sunny day in, in, in France. In fact, we were actually on the Italian side uh-huh. at this point. But, um, 
and I remember seeing my uh, crampons, which are like the, uh, the spikes that you have on the bottom of your shoes, uh-huh. kind of silhouetted against the blue sky as I was pulled backwards. I saw oh, it's all gone terribly wrong. Wow. <laughs> and you'll then never uh, forget that image. What's that? I'm sure, I said, I'm sure you'll never forget no, that no. image. And uh, then uh, it was that first drop, which I'm guessing, I don't know, but maybe it's 200 feet yeah. of uh, free falling. Maybe not that high, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, a big enough drop to feel the wind accelerating in my ears. Ah. Uh, the end, the bottom didn't seem to be coming yeah. and I could feel my self getting faster and faster in the air yeah. and that's when 100 percent, i thought i was dead and i was just waiting to hit the rocks below yeah but as it happens it was a very very steep slope so we landed on a slope and then uh we ended up in well there's a bit more tumbling and sliding and we we're all over each other yeah. and actually another very specific memory i have is seeing my crampons going into the face of oh, one of the other guys man. and just thinking oh thank god i'm not down there oh. and uh, i was kind of on top of the others, and I just oh. remember thinking, "Oh, thank goodness!" <laughs> oh no, very guilty thought I have now. Wow. Uh, but then we ended up in uh, kind of a half pipe, uh, like so. Uh, if you cut a straw in half, you get like a half yeah. pipe. Yeah, it was uh, almost like a shoot device uh-huh. that we ended up sliding down. And uh, that was another real specific memory I've got is seeing. Now by this point, we're kind of on our bums, and uh, all three of us together sliding down, mm-hmm. and. Um, with like rocks and snow all around us yeah. and everything. And I remember I could see the sides of the gully uh, just whizzing by. And yeah. I remember it was a strange thought I had that, oh, my body's totally out of control, but my mind still works. It's, yeah. This is strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then more thoughts of family and yeah. uh, guilt that I'd be leaving my parents, you yeah. know, they'd be mourning my death. Um, and uh, eventually the tube of ice got um, thinner and thinner and thinner to started squeezing us acted yeah. like a break uh-huh. and we stopped and uh as we stopped i thought okay it's over and then uh, i had my right arm behind me and uh and we'd, j- we'd kind of been sliding and tumbling yeah. at this point I had my right arm behind me my left arm down by my ribs because my ribs i thought they felt broken yeah and uh then the snow started piling up oh and i realized my arms were trapped i thought after all that I'm going to yeah. die with an inch of snow over my face. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> but it stopped at my chin. Okay. And then uh, I managed to get my arms free, start digging myself out. And actually, funnily enough, I had this uh, uh, almost like a mantra going through my head. And it was like, uh, God giveth, God taketh away. God giveth, wow. God taketh away. And uh, we all dug ourselves out. And there's about 20 feet left um, of, of this gully before it opened up. Basically, not to a sheer face, but to the glacier below. Yeah. And we had to climb out this last 20 feet um, because there's still rocks coming down. Yeah. And uh, So what, what kind of shape were you guys in at this point? Well, I think... Because uh, you stomped on someone's face with... Yeah, they were a lot I mean, worse off than yeah, me. Yeah, okay. So uh, it turned out that uh, my friend had a broken back, broken sternum, broken ribs, broken leg. Wow. Uh, the client, the other guy, he had... Uh, broken leg, dislocated shoulder, uh-huh. internal damage, and a very messed up face because of oh, my crampons. Yeah. And uh, all I could feel was my ribs. Yeah. Um, I'd lost the skin on my finger, and I had a bit of blood in my face. Okay. But uh, not too bad, honestly. And yeah. there was it. I felt like I'd been banged up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we had this last 20 feet to climb down, and uh, 
uh, my friend, who's the first one to go down, just before he got round the corner. So basically, you come out of the gully, and there's a big rock that we could shelter behind because there's still rocks coming down. Oh, okay. And uh, right before we went round the corner, he looked up and he goes, "There's a bleep, massive rock." Yeah. And uh, I dove back down into the hole I dug myself out of. Yeah. Uh, but this rock actually hit the other guy again. Uh, not again, but as in, uh, after all that, he got yeah, hit by this big right. rock. But luckily, it just glanced him, hit his rucksack uh-huh. or his backpack. Yeah. And uh, how big was this rock? My friend said it was nearly table sized. Wow! <laughs> I didn't see it, but wow. it caved in. So the hole I dug myself out of, it caved that in on me. And uh, the client, uh, he was still attached to me on the rope, uh-huh. and I felt the rope go really tight. So it sent yeah. him flying. And uh, he was crying at this point as well. Oh. He's just poor guy. Yeah. Anyway, he then went to uh, down climb this last 20 feet. And of course, his shoulder was dislocated, but yeah. I don't think he even knew at this point. And he went to, uh, uh, he went to start climbing down. And of course, realized he couldn't even use his left or right arm. I can't yeah. remember which one it was. And he fell again. Oh, and, man. Uh, After all that. Yeah. <laughs> and so still attached to me. So then I started falling again but I managed to get uh, my foot in a rock and I can't remember if it was my hand or my ice axe into another rock yeah and then uh my friend uh managed to rope him off so he was kind of secure and then uh then I down climbed my last 20 feet mm-hmm. and then we were sheltering behind the rock um and then quite miraculously managed to get some uh, cell phone reception yeah uh, to call a helicopter to come pick us wow. up and then uh the winch man that came down is an Italian guy with a aviator sunglasses, yeah. fluorescent yellow helmet, uh-huh. a pair of jeans and a hoodie. He gets lowered down to us and he's like, hey, what happened? You get hit by the rocks? <laughs> oh my God. And we said, oh, Understatement no. of the century. <laughs> so he said, oh, no, we uh, fell from up there. Yeah. You fell from up there? You're talking to me? It's a miracle. Wow. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then we all yeah. got lifted up into the helicopter and, yeah. uh, taken to hospital and that was that yeah wow uh, so that moment though when you were i remember you telling me about that moment you got sort of snapped off of the side of the side of the mountain and oh yeah like that was a a crucial sort of turning point for you yeah yeah Yeah. just the absolute certainty of death yeah um and i'd been in the military before and i'd been in afghanistan i'd certainly been scared at times um and you know felt in danger of my life but never felt that there was like imminent death. This, yeah. Like this is it. Yeah. This is the end of my life. Yeah. But I did at that moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But I thank God for it because yeah. I don't think I would have uh, become a Christian otherwise. Wow. Yeah. So tell me more about your, you said your uncle and your cousin or who was it that, uh, who influenced you toward Christ? Uh, in the yeah, wake of that? My uncle and my cousin. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it was over a number of years. When I look back at it now, it was over a number of years, like conversations with my cousin. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I always had an interest in the universe yeah. and what started the universe. How could this all have come to be? Um, I didn't believe that it could have just happened from uh, nothing. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, and my cousin would always say, well, yeah, I believe this. Here's, mm-hmm. I believe what the Bible says about it. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't say I believed or disbelieved. I was probably sympathetic to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same for my uncle. Yeah. Uh, he would give the same uh, answers, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and again, with conversations I've had with my uncle recently, actually, 
he said he always felt the Lord putting on his heart when I was a teenager to always be talking to me about it. Um, but uh, which surprised him because how I used to be as a teenager in my early 20s was probably similar to Stifler of American Pie, if anybody knows that. <laughs> so it's probably the, one of the last people you'd expect to become a Christian. Okay. Uh, but I can think of a, a few conversations that stand out, uh, talking about sin with my cousin, mm-hmm. uh, where I think I had to, I was of the opinion that um, I'd, I'd come to believe in God and um, so in the six-month process afterwards, all right, I believed in God. I believed that Jesus had existed in history. Yeah. Didn't yet necessarily believe he was the son of God. Uh-huh. But I, I thought, well, you know, if God's real, he wants me to be happy, right? Yeah. And uh, so he gives me these things that I enjoy because it makes me happy. What's wrong with that? Um, you know, sex outside of marriage or whatever, that's outdated. Yeah. Um, my cousin and uh, all credit to her was absolutely firm in it. Yeah. You know, like, no, this is sin. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, being drunk is a sin. Um, and so it's conversations with her where I had to, I had to come to the acknowledgement or realization of what sin is. Yeah. And that I'm sinful. Yeah. You know, I didn't think I was sinful. Mm-hmm. I thought I was quite a nice person. Yeah. Uh, deserving of heaven. Yeah. 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 What do you think you learned about sort of about making disciples from, you know, it's often those sort of first few people that really influenced us toward Christ who kind of teach us some, our first lessons on what it means to help others too. It's Stuart, you are such a man who, who loves to influence others toward Christ. And uh, one of the more active, engaged evangelists that I'm regularly encounter. And uh, so what, what do you feel like you'll learn from them? Not to say that I do this, but <laughs> my, I think with my cousin, we were of a similar age and it would have been very easy for her to um, make allowances or to be soft on me and, uh, you know, to appease me by not insulting me, I guess. Yeah. You know, okay. it, it could be insulting basically being told you're a sinner. Yeah. And you're actually quite evil. Yeah. Before holy God. Right. But she never, she was very steadfast um, and she made, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She made no allowances. She just stuck to what the Bible said, yeah, what the Ten Commandments say, what Jesus mm-hmm. said. Um, she didn't compromise, that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. She made no compromise for my feelings mm-hmm. in that regard. Uh, so she was totally honest with me. Yeah. Even though, as you know, it did lead to some uncomfortable conversations, probably for her rather than me. Right. Um, and the other thing is she was persistent mm-hmm. and she wasn't a hypocrite. So yeah. she, uh, you know, she lived by what she's, what she was preaching, I yeah. guess you could say. Yeah. And I could see that actually, you know, when I looked at my uncle and mm-hmm. his family, so his wife, Marty mm-hmm. and my cousins, you, I knew that there was something different about that family. Yeah. Um, you could see it in the way they treated each other, the way they treated me and the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't gossip. Um, they were always uh, seeking to encourage us all, you know, from my sister to other cousins to Mm -hmm. just anybody in the family, really. Um, So I think it was uh, not making any compromise in what the word says Mm -hmm. for the sake of my feelings or anybody else's feelings, uh, but demonstrating uh, 
the love of Christ yeah. towards me, to each other as well. So on the smaller scale of a church, I suppose, yeah. but within their family. Yeah. Um, what do you think it was that made you able to sort of hear those things? I know for many people who hear that, they think, well, if I really sort of give people the unpolished, unvarnished kind of, no, you're a sinner. I would expect that person to say, I'm not interested in talking with you anymore. <laughs> what do you think in that case made it possible? I think that I was genuinely seeking. Yeah. Um, I was genuinely seeking the truth. Yeah. Um, it wasn't an unasked for answer. Correct. Yeah. Of, yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, I think that the, I guess the Holy Spirit was working on me. Yeah. You know, I That's think right. um, I was being called. I'd heard the gospel. I'd I'd now heard the gospel. I was without excuse. Yeah. And now, what are you going to do? Right. And uh, you can either go your way, or you can go Jesus's way. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing all that with us. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>